Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jordan Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. You guys are still tied. You're driving. This thing could have ended in a tie. Chargers call a timeout. How did that shift the strategy? Yeah, it definitely did, obviously. Uh, but we... we we knew no matter what, we didn't want to tie. We wanted to win the football game. Obviously, if you tie, you're in, and all, I think all those things. But my mindset all day, I even was texting with Aaron Rodgers this morning. Uh, this morning. Yeah, my mindset was to make sure that we were the only team moving on after this. As Derek Carr. Good for him. Really resurrected his career. He's played pretty well. He made a clutch throw in overtime, and I think it was a third and eight. Um, he's not elite, but he's pretty good. And good enough to get the Raiders in the postseason. And after, what is he, drafted in 2014? And he'll play in the playoffs for the first time. He had a broken leg last time the Raiders made it. So uh, pretty good stuff there. I mean, that was an unbelievable football game. I just can't get over sometimes the NFL. Mm. It doesn't matter what they, they can do. You can not like some of the things, all that stuff. It doesn't matter. They, they can... I, I said to somebody yesterday, I was like, they could, like, pee in the middle of the road. It would turn to gold. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just like, it, they, they can do anything. And, and yeah. they have, again, really, they go into Sunday, and there's really not a lot on the line overall. I mean, Indy looks like they're going to win, and then you got the one big game. Yeah. San Francisco game mattered still. Uh, so not a ton. Like in week, I thought there'd be a lot more jockeying mm-hmm. in the last week. Well, then of course the Jags pull the upset, so that puts a lot of other things in play. Makes the Baltimore Pittsburgh game fascinating. It goes to overtime, and then you get last night the final game of the longest regular season ever, and the game wouldn't end. Yeah. And the way it played out was just fantastic. The overtime, I just thought those final couple minutes, you really didn't know what was going on. You had no idea if they would sit on the ball, play conservative, end in a tie, break away for a touchdown, and and the Chargers would be like, oh, my goodness, or what happened, and that is they broke a run and and kicked a field goal and sent the Chargers home and Pittsburgh to the playoffs. And and from the Raiders' stand, like, you could tell they're playing conservative. I mean, the Raiders weren't trying to win the game, you know? Now, we can talk about the the timeout and everything, but Uh I think once that timeout happened, and then obviously uh, Jacobs, I think it was, you know, broke the one for Ten for, uh, 10 yards it was. Yeah, I mean, that that changed the whole dynamic of the game, and you went from saying, hey, we'll just, you know, let's not turn the ball over, let's not make a dumb mistake, to... Well, we got one of the best kickers in the league. Try to win this whole thing. Yeah, and you just, listen, they're division rivals, so you try to win a game because you want to win and you're a competitor, and that says a lot. Uh, But for the last game to be, like, the best game of the year Mm -hmm. and have all that on the line and you have three fan bases on the edge of their seat, I just thought it was unbelievable theater. You can't write it up. That's what sports does for us sometimes. Sometimes it delivers. And sometimes it doesn't, but when it does, my goodness. I mean, the scenarios that could have played out there. I disagree, by the way, with the Staley stuff. I don't understand why everybody's talking about the timeout so much. The, the thing that changed their mind was the fact that Jacobs ran for 10 yards. They were ready. They were in after the, the timeout. After the timeout. Yeah, yeah. But, but they, it's not like they called the timeout and saved them an extra play. The clock is down to like three seconds when they call timeout. So I think what Staley was trying to do is say, we don't want a bus that goes for a touchdown 
or goes for something along where they can set up a field goal. We want to make sure we're on point. We got the personnel. Like, I knew where he was coming from before the play. He was just but, trying to get it set up. But Eckler even said at the press conference that Carr told him that their whole mindset changed in terms of kicking that field goal after the time. I mean, maybe Carr's lying. There. I mean, that's what he just said in the sound. I know, yeah. but I don't, I don't think... My point being, I don't think that it did change. They were running a play. They were going... What changed is the result of the play they ran. Okay. So, like, if they don't call timeout, right, and Jacobs runs for 10 yards on that play, I think they are going down to two seconds, calling a timeout, and kicking it. Yeah, okay. yeah, I agree with that. But in that situation, like, does he just go down? Because, you know, there's a tie. I think the timeout pissed him off, and they're like, let's do it. Yeah, I, I didn't and see the timeout as, like, this... Um, but also, Staley's trying to win the game or anything. I think he was really just trying to get the X's and O's right so they didn't give up a bus play. Yeah, but also, I mean, before that timeout, let's say that maybe there's a different play and maybe they run for one or two yards. Like, do they try a longer field goal then and maybe it's out of range and all of a sudden no. like, they're not going to risk it? Exactly. I agree You take a knee. So. Okay, but let me tell you this then, Austin. Here's my point of it. Yeah. I think they call timeout, so there's 38 seconds to go. Sure. They run the play. Correct. Right, and it goes for a yard or two. Yeah. And I think they let the clock run out. Whether they called the timeout or not, they were going to let the clock run out if the play does nothing. The fact that the play went oh. for 10 yards sets up a field goal that's reasonable and it says, hey, you know what, let's go win this thing. We got one of the better kickers in the league. But if the kick is from like 54 yards, mm -hmm. I don't think they try it. Mm -hmm. 55 yards, I don't think they try it. Because now you, it's a little lower. You might bring a block in. Why would you do that? And so I think Carr... Like, I understand what Carr was saying, but I think because of the way that interview was right after the game, I don't think the timeout changed it. I think the result of the play, whether it was with a timeout or not a timeout, is actually what changed the con the, the mindset of the Raiders. Hmm. That's what I thought. And so I think because of the comments of Carr, Staley was getting hammered. Well, and the coach, too. The, the Ra What's this, the coach's name again? The Raiders coach? Yeah. Okay. I forget it. He even that said, too, yeah, that guy. He even said, too, that, you know, th there was talks of just taking the knee, but things kind of changed when the timeout was called. So I think, yeah. I mean, I think it did change like the first a two, the first, I do, too. The first two plays they ran before that, I mean, it wasn't anything that serious. They ran for, like, two yards, and when they got stuffed, and they were in the same formation. But if you're the Chargers... And regardless of what you think about the timeout, you got to stop the run. That's it. You know, I mean, th there's yeah, how that you not ready as for well. It? Yeah. I mean, you knew, so like, like, it was like, remember when it was like they I had the ball? I don't feel bad for the Chargers. The, remember when they had the ball in like the yeah, 40? Yeah, I don't feel like Chargers are trash. Remember when <laughs> they had the ball like the 48-yard line after the first down to Carr through the nice throw? Yeah. And they had it. And remember, did you remember the run blitz basically the Chargers had on and they stuffed Jacobs in the backfield? Yeah. And I was like, well, that's what I expected to see on the third down. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the timeout, or even if they didn't take a timeout, they, yeah. they had to sell out for the run. And somehow, Jacobs was able to get 10 yards. I can't believe they let him go for 10 yards in that situation. The Chargers got me twice right there, too, because uh, I was putting together, or I was editing the predictions from before the season for the AFC and the NFC, like I was seeing who won type oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if the Chargers... W just tie. If that game ties, I win. I beat both of you because I had the Chargers as a wild card. No kidding. And everybody had one wild card at that point. But they lose, and then the Raiders outright win, so now we all had one wild card, and then we all had three division winners. Hmm. So they, they messed me up in fantasy. They messed me up in the AFC predictions. Wait, so we all tied then all in, tied. The, in our predictions? Yep. We all had one wild card in the AFC. We all had okay. one wild card team, and we had three of the division winners. Who, who, who won overall, though? 
Uh, so, hold on. Oh, that's fine. I, I thought you had that answer ready to go. Well, like, no there's worries. two different graphics. So we got okay. the, the AFC, we all tied. And then the NFC, here's what happened. Uh, more or less, Austin, you win. Okay, cool. That's all, that's all I had to hear. <laughs> like, it depends on how you look at it, though. Um, that's the way to look at it. Okay, We're sounds good. good. You, you had all the division winners, and you had two of the wild card teams. Mm. But then you had the Eagles winning the division, although they didn't technically win the division. They didn't. So, like, that's like half a point. I'll take that. And then Brent uh, would have had all the du- division winners, but he had the Rams as a wild card. So, ah. you know. Mm. Do you like the way the season played out? Like, I, I said this to somebody yesterday. I didn't hear anybody complaining about 17 games. Now, maybe they do later in the year. Yeah. But I, I expected to hear a little more fuss. From, from the players or from? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you hear? Maybe I missed uh, it. Did I miss some? Like, I, I don't hear people complaining, injuries, bodies, all that stuff. Like, yeah, I didn't hear too much. Um, was it Brady or Rodgers that said something about it, though? Like, recently? Or yeah. way back? No, I thought it was, like, a couple weeks ago. And it was some interview that they were doing. Maybe it might have been Rodgers for the, the Monday Night game. It might have been. Uh, well, we're guess, talking to Manning. I guess my point, though, yeah. is, like, okay, if one person say it. But there's not a lot. Not a lot of people complained about when you have a first mm-hmm. and when you change things up, people complain. Well, I and, think there's complaining in the locker room, but we don't hear it. But you, so you do? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. Like, I, I think there's players that are banged up that are complaining, why are we doing this extra game? But, like, as far as in the media, like, it, it, it makes no sense to complain about it. You know, like, you have to focus on the next week ahead. Yeah. I, I just wonder, too, it's like some teams still alive, and they're like, well, I'm glad we're playing next week. We're still alive for the postseason. Sure, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I mean, you t- I bet I'll tell you who doesn't mind it, DeJuan Smoot and Marvin Jones. Oh, for Played sure. next week and got a cool half a million and 250 Yeah, man, yeah. Do you think they should incentivize more? More than just, like, season-ending incentives? As in? Like, do you buy that those guys played maybe harder? Or maybe with more intention yeah. because of what was on the line. By the way, the Jags aren't the only team. I mean, Gronkowski had extra stuff. Everybody, a lot of people have extra stuff on the line. Yeah. I think I heard Marvin Jones, by the way, say, like, if he had got to, if he had caught two more passes, he would have got another half a mil. Mm-hmm. I think it was every five all the way up to 90, he was going to get another cha-ching. Nice. So, I, I just, I guess I had some folks saying, like, maybe they should incentivize more. more. Like, give me a halfway through season incentive. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Every month, give us an incentive. Like, no, build the true. contracts that way, and maybe these guys really lock in. Listen, I, mean, I know yeah. if I'm going for $500,000, I'm probably going a little faster No, my but route running. Keep mind sometimes, though, <laughs> like, when you have all these incentives, then you take away something else. So maybe that's the guaranteed. Maybe that's yeah. the, the overall, like, you know, I mean, usually some things get taken away with, with all these incentives. Yeah, that's true. Um these playoffs are set. What's your favorite matchup? Ooh, there's so many I mean, juicy Doesn't it have ones. to be the Monday night matchup? Arizona and the Rams? <sighs> I mean, I like it's no. not, I mean, I like it's Monday night. I mean, to me, the, the Bills-Patriots one's just interesting. Yeah, it's fascinating, too. Because, you know, the, the way both games have gone. Um, yeah, 49ers-Cowboys, okay. That's a good thing. You know, people yeah. like the throwback of that, right? Yeah, yeah. By the way, that was a hell of an effort by San Francisco. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, as, I mean, yeah. from the bad throw, and Ramsey with an unbelievable interception, yeah. to what he did down the stretch, that was incredible. Throw it to Brandon Ayuk, and I win fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> One catch for negative six yards, and I win. I would... <laughs> 
I would probably say I'm more the most excited for the Bills Patriots. Uh, this is the grudge match. Yeah. Take three. That's a good one. Uh, Bengals Raiders. Really? Yeah, I love Joe Burrow. And they can win. I'll tell you why I like that they can. Uh, I mean, that's a Glenn just said that Raiders going to Cincy. Joe Burrow against Max Crosby. Uh, and it's not really how I pitted Raiders and Cincy, but I got you. Uh, well, they're not going to be able to block him. We yeah. found that out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, the right side of that line for the Chargers. Oof. Yeah, but the Bengals? Yeah, I know. Uh, the, <laughs> All right. The, uh, you know what I like about that game? It's new blood. Feels yeah. like it's new blood, so I kind of like that. I'm intrigued by that. But I, one thing about San Francisco, did you hear how loud it was in L.A.? Like, people people poke at the Jags mm-hmm. for having visiting fans, mm-hmm. and we do. Like, San Francisco, I was stunned at how many fans were here. Yeah. But, again, you go way back now. You got, it's what, today's the anniversary of, like, Montana Clark. Mm. Like, can you think about all those years and Jerry Rice and Montana and Steve Young and, and just a, it's a really, it can't, you forget about them as being such a traditional organization and a very successful one. But if you heard, like, in the two min, final two minutes of that game when the Rams were trying to answer... Mm-hmm. It was like a home game in San Francisco. Yeah. They, they took a wide shot. You could see red everywhere. It was amazing. That's a great rivalry anyway in sports, right? San Fran, L.A. Yeah. But I couldn't believe how many people were there for uh, uh, the 49ers. And well, uh, Vegas is kind of like that, too. Yeah. Because you'll get, like, a lot of – it's transient. Well, I was going to say, Again, I mean, it's, you know, it's – L.A., uh, Vegas. It's a, it's a longer drive, I'm sure, from San Fran to L.A., but – but, I'm, but a lot of San Francisco people probably now live in L.A. Sure, sure You know what sure. I mean? Yeah. And so a lot of San Francisco or other fans now live in Vegas or around the Vegas area mm-hmm. or want to go see a game in Vegas because it'd be fun. Yeah. And that's the same thing. That's why we shouldn't get so crazy about that stuff around here. That's the same thing in Florida. Play Miami. You play Tampa. You play Jacksonville. There's a lot of reasons for the crowds to be bigger mm-hmm. of, of the opponent. I mean, it just makes some sense. Mm-hmm. So uh, I just was blown away. I mean, the Rams, everybody thinks, like, they're good. It's L.A. Rams are kind of the staple team there, one of the staple teams. And, man, those San Francisco 49ers fans, they show up. Oh, yeah, because the Rams are still babies compared to the 49ers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the, the 49ers have been doing it forever. Yeah, you know what the line LA is in that game, fans are iffy way? anyway, aren't they? Mm-hmm. So the football stuff, L.A. fans are kind of like, oh, yeah. like, how you, many charges? You char- saw how the, the Kings celebration went for the Stanley Cup. And you, yes. know, you know how many people, <laughs> you know how many people are? <laughs> Five people showed up. How many people are giving Staley a hard Their time? Their own families didn't even show up to the... What? Do the Chargers even have fans? Not anymore. In L.A.? Yeah, really. Not anymore. Yeah, they got some cool uniforms. I'll give them that. Not you know, until they fire the coach. <laughs> He's got to go. I'll tell you this. I think the Chargers are a scary thing. Chargers and really Indy kind of fits this, too. You talk about good football teams with yeah. a lot of good players. Indianapolis has seven Pro Bowls. Think about what the Chargers did. The Chargers... Have Justin Herbert, who's playing unbelievable football his first two years in the NFL. Mm-hmm. They go draft a left tackle who is the best or one of the best in the league this year. Not just a rookie, but he's like all pro level kind of talent. Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, receivers all over the place, right? They've got Derwin James. They've got Joey Bosa. I mean, they've got stars all over. They can't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you not make the playoffs if you're the Chargers? You Comes know down why? Down to coaching, Brent. Because you lost to the freaking Houston Texans and got blown out by them. That doesn't help things. Yeah, that's for sure. And by the way, Houston Texans riding with Cully, it looks like. 
as they should. Oh, that's a good call. I didn't think about Houston. They should. I mean, they should. They played hard. Like, they were good, kind of. Low key. Down, down the stretch, they were good. Davis Mills was good, too. Yeah. Low key. Right yeah. with it. Right with it. <laughs> Uh, what question do you have about the, the betting here, Casey? The, uh, the 49ers, Cowboys. What's the what's 49ers, the? Cowboys. We have uh, Cowboys minus three. And a half, uh, minus three. Sorry. Yeah. Cowboys minus three. 49ers, money line. Oh, yeah. You 100%. think so? 100%. No. Oh, Casey. A trend will say so because Cowboys have been awful in the postseason. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I wouldn't book go it. there. I also said Chargers huge. So book it. Bills <laughs> minus four and a half. Patriots. Yeah. And by the like, I will say this. I think the coaching staff of the Raiders has done a fantastic job, to your point. Like, I think they have to bring them back. I mean, you go to the playoffs, I feel Especially like Especially with all that drama and they had more now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's hard. Like, what more do you, do you want? You know, I mean, you went through all that stuff. You still go to the playoffs in a, in a pretty hard division. And, yeah, I, I would say it merits keeping your coaching staff for sure. I think, uh, you know, but it's also a really appealing job. Like you, you might get the best candidate. It could be right away, right? The Harbaugh rumors had it linked over. I'm not saying you can't, but, I mean, what do you want people to do? Like, what's that? What's a message to your players, right? If a coach that does what they did mm-hmm. can't earn his job the way, like, that's what bothers me a little bit. It's like, that's what bothers me about the bulky thing. What has he done to earn the GM job? And to, and to keep that through all the changes. Yeah. In my estimation, nothing. When you talk about these coaches in the Oakland, uh, in the Las Vegas, I think they've earned that job. Like, they have done a hell of a job mm-hmm. to earn the right to remain the coaching staff. And you know what? If it doesn't work out after next year, then you move on. But I think they've earned that. And to me, as a player in the NFL, if I'm a player watching this, I'm a little upset at the organization if they make a move. Because I'm like, hey, I've got to come out here and earn my job mm-hmm. and do my job. Mm-hmm. And our coaches, as long as I like them, I think our coaches did that. Yeah. They Look what they did. And you're telling me that wasn't good enough? Yeah. It's And that's why I say about Cully. Cully's a little bit different in Houston for me. I've told you this last week. I think Cully should stay on because I don't know how attractive Houston is right now. And I... If I'm a coach, my first move as the Houston Texans coach, getting rid of Deshaun Watson, I don't want that on me. Mm-hmm. So if I'm Houston, I'm sticking with, first of all, I think he did a nice job, like a really good job, overachieved. Yeah. And I would stay through this for another year until you really clean it up, meaning get rid of Watson, let that go through, figure out what you have with Davis Mills, see how next year goes. I think then your job is more attractive in 2023 if it doesn't work for Cully. Well, wasn't Mayock, so going back to the Raiders real quick, wasn't Mayock kind of on the, on the hot seat too as well or not? I mean, his job is probably safe too. I would think. think. I would think. I mean, they fixed their yeah. defense. Their defense was something they had to fix. Yeah. And they did, I mean, and Gus, you know, I will say this. You got to be careful. This is why this staff here, they're not all like the worst coaches in the league. Yeah. Gus didn't do a good job here as a head coach. He's done a good job as a defensive coordinator throughout the league. Yeah. A guy like Greg Olson, who I really is think like are just a, the symbolic retread in the NFL, has done a pretty nice job with the offense yeah. of the Raiders. But seriously, if they fired those guys in Las Vegas and if Mark Davis fired me with that haircut, I'd be pissed off too, though. <laughs> you ever see that haircut he's rocking? Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, it's terrible. I, if, if any boss of mine to Mark Davis say, "Man, can you?" If any boss of mine sits me down with that haircut and fires me, mm. 
We have I mean, issues. listen, Casey was like, Brent, those sunglasses are awful. So he got me new sunglasses. Yeah. Like, why doesn't somebody do that to Mark Davis and be like, Dad or it's Uncle Mark? A, that's your what you hair sucks. Like, you, you're a millionaire, billionaire. That's what you do when you're a billionaire sometimes. Sometimes you're swaggerless, man. Like, Steve Jobs may rest in peace. He didn't have the most swag. Just wear a hat. No, but at least you, know. he didn't have that. Yeah, but he wore your sketchers all the time, though. You uh-huh. know? Action Sports Jacks on ESPN. It's 90. Who you got tonight? National Championship game. We doing picks for that? Why not? (laughs) That's the ultimate challenge. When you look across the board at the efficiency with which Bryce Young has played with, he's got good weapons around him. He's got a really good team around him. But make no mistake about it, he is elite at what he does. To have the number of touchdown passes, the interception ratio, I don't know that I've ever seen really anything like it. And, um, you know, we, we talk about him as Houdini because he can he can make people miss. He, he gets rid of the ball. People don't even account for the number of times this guy has avoided sacks and thrown the ball with no intention of anybody catching it. But he knows where to throw the ball to not take a sack. Sounds like Jeff Saturday to me. No? Who was that? Huh? Who was that? Kirby Smart. Oh. <laughs> He's talking about Bryce Young. <laughs> I caught I missed the beginning part. You know what I thought you were talking about? Like I thought you were talking about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go back and listen to that song, but if you miss the first like five seconds, I thought yeah. you were talking about Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. That is Kirby. Kirby Smart sounds like Jeff Saturday. We should play Jeff Saturday. I thought I was like I thought I nailed it. You thought you had it locked in. Loaded, you know. I just saw this uh, stat, too. I guess I was on NFL in my mind, too, uh, because I shared it with you guys. Troy Aikman had 188 career touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady has 188 touchdowns since turning 40. It's insane. He had it's 43 insane. touchdowns this year. Yeah. And over 5,000 yards. I think him and Herbert had 5,000 yards. M- most yards in his career in the season. Yeah. season. And a lot, again, that a little bit 17th game, right? Yeah. Um, if only Herbert had a coach. We should. Right. <laughs> We should talk about Mark Davis more because some of the lines are funny. If Humpty Dumpty was a person, he would be Mark Davis. Yeah. Uh, we also, Mark Davis is a big fan of Dumb and Dumber. I like that. That's good. Shout out to Lloyd Christmas. <laughs> it's good. Uh, all right. Uh, college football national championship tonight. Who you got? Oh, man. Let me ask you this. Who do you want to win? You're not you're you're a Murray State guy, so here on the show, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690, the SEC does not just mean more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but couldn't care. I could care less about the SEC. Honestly. Are, do you hate Alabama because they're no. like Duke and the Yankees and the rest? I mean, I, I don't. I'm not necessarily like the biggest Alabama fan, but I respect it. Like I respect it more than I respect like the New York Yankees as a kid. So. Um, they aren't my favorite team in college football, but I respect Alabama for what they do. Yeah, I respect them, too. I, I do find myself rooting against them more often than not, probably. Not, like, crazy, Yeah. but kind of. Yep. Just because I like to see, like I said, I just told you earlier today, like the Raiders in Cincinnati in the playoffs, I do like that because of the new blood. Sure. Uh, it's kind of boring in college football. Alabama's made it. That doesn't take away their greatness, mm-hmm. but they've made college football a little bit boring because of their success. And um, I also wouldn't mind seeing Georgia win for the first time since 1980. Like, that's pretty cool. Uh, and I don't have the angst of a Gator fan or anything. But here's what's interesting. I always think the Gator fans are interesting here. 
I think most are rooting for Alabama to win because they want to keep Georgia on the schneid mm-hmm. of national championships. Casey is a Gator fan. <laughs> kind of hides it pretty well, though. Yeah. Uh, is that how you feel? Would you like it's been, Alabama it's been hard to, win? to cheer, I feel like, this year? Yeah, I'm, yeah. Mad, at, yeah, I'm mad at the Gators. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I well, I'm also going to bet on Alabama, so there is that that plays in. But, mm. yeah, I'd rather Georgia not win. Because, like, Alabama, like, you can say what you want, like, Gator fan. Like, if you think Alabama's a rival with you, they're not. They're so much better than you have ever been right now. And you don't play them every year. Yeah, so there's nothing really, like, internally. If you were good, then yeah, but Georgia, obviously, you don't want to win. Like, if they're not my – I get the rivalry part, yeah. but from, a, like, a hateability standpoint, like, and I can't stand your standpoint. Like, I think Georgia's a very likable program, an easy program to root for. Like, Kirby Smart's not a bad guy. He doesn't drive you nuts. He doesn't seem very pompous, whatever, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm talking about from a neutral observer. That's where I sit. I'm a neutral guy in college football. I don't have a team. Uh – and I like the story of since 1980. I like the story of Stetson Bennett. Um, I, I've been up to Athens. It's an awesome place. Like so much so that I've said before, if I had come to Athens before I had picked the school, yeah, uh, maybe I wouldn't have played college baseball and gone to like Ashland and just come down to Athens. It's a great college town. Mm-hmm. So, um, and there are a lot of great college towns. Yeah, but not everyone's got hedges, you know. But, all those hedges. So I say right? all that about yes, Georgia. Yes, okay, making sure everyone's back in between the hedges. Sure, yeah. okay. I say all that about Georgia, but I do think there's kind of this, again, this hateability factor of I'm tired of Alabama mm-hmm. because they do have, like we've said, a Yankees kind of Duke-ish kind of feel mm-hmm. um, to them, uh, which is just a recognition of their greatness. But, but again, around here you got a lot of Gator fans. Ty's a Gator fan. And he said he's, he wants Alabama, mm-hmm. don't want Georgia. Yeah. The Gator fans down in the sports office, they don't want Georgia. Yeah. Uh, Gator fans are rooting for Alabama to win. And, and it's not because some of them are rooting because they want – it doesn't matter, right? The SEC is going to carry the flag. Mm-hmm. But they seriously are rooting against Georgia because it's one of their rivals. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm just a little surprised Alabama hasn't turned people off so much that maybe the younger generation – would be rooting against Alabama instead of Georgia, even if Georgia's your rival. I just think Alabama is a team that has so many great athletes and so many great players. Like, for instance, like the Yankees. Yeah, they bought a lot of their teams back in the day, but it's also baseball. Like, yeah, I mean, there's great players on the Yankees, but you couldn't really appreciate. Like, it's not like watching, you know, Bryce Young. It wasn't like watching, like, Derrick Henry. You know I mean? Like, those guys, you, just, you appreciate greatness because you see it with your eyes. You see the action. Um, I think with Duke basketball, you saw a little bit of that, you know, but I think just with uh, with um, with Alabama and just what you get from their top prospects in terms of entertainment, it's hard not to be mad at that. Yeah. So what do you think now? Okay, so that's kind of why you would root or who do you want to see win? Yeah. Uh, I, I, well, I would like to see well, Georgia win. I, sure. Um, I don't think that I, – I said this. I'd like to see Georgia win. I, I would not bet on Georgia for sure because I'm not betting against Nick Saban in Alabama in this spot. Mm-hmm. And I'm also very concerned for the Georgia Bulldogs. I think they actually have an, a very good team, like a good enough team to beat Alabama. The SEC championship game made me aware that this could be just a matchup problem for the dogs. Mm. And that's got me super concerned. Like, can you make enough corrections from that game where you just got walloped? Mm-hmm to make this a game and then pull it out against a team that just knows how to win, 
and might, for whatever reason, match up well against you. Yeah. That's my concern for Georgia tonight. Yeah. Is that a problem? I mean, we talk about that in basketball and stuff, but, I mean, isn't that what we saw a little bit yesterday? For whatever reason, aren't, like, the Jags a good matchup against the Colts? Obviously. Especially at home. And I just wonder if Alabama proved that in the SEC championship game, even just this addition Mm -hmm. of, and not like a long-term thing, but this addition of Alabama, their style of play, what they can do, their strengths and weaknesses, is just a good matchup against what Georgia does, even though Georgia was dominant against everybody else this year. It's hard to beat a team twice in a season, um, especially in college football, but it's hard to pick against Nick Saban. Like, I think the, the Alabama Crimson Tide win this game tonight. Now, if you ask me what I want to happen, I want the entire Georgia football team to come down with COVID, and then they're playing Indianapolis, right? Yes. So then I want them to go, okay, well, Georgia can't play it. Let's bring in Ohio State, and all of a sudden, like, Alabama celebrate. Here comes Ohio State through the tunnel, and all of a sudden it's Ohio State versus Alabama for the national championship, and Ohio State wins because they have a high-powered offense. That's what I'd love to see happen. But I think Alabama's going to win. That's an interesting scenario. I want to see Georgia. I'd love to see Georgia win because it's new blood, but it's hard pick against Nick Saban, hard pick against Alabama. Bryce Young gets Stetson Bennett. Nick Saban against Kirby Smart. I Should just, we just I'm, stop there? I mean, but if Georgia wins this game, it's because of their defense. And finally, we can say, hey, defense actually matters still in college football. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be cool to say. Because um, you're not going to go toe-to-toe with Alabama and outscore them. Like, if you're going to beat Alabama, it's because your defense comes up with some pretty big plays. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the I love the Stetson Bennett story. Because it reminds me of last year when we were talking about this game here. Uh, no, actually, it wasn't this game. It was, uh, what were we talking about? The SC Ch- Gators won the SC Championship game last year, right? And so we're talking SC Championship game, and it was like Kyle Trath's story against Mac Jones' story. And it's interesting now, like, Mac Jones isn't far from the Stetson Bennett story. I mean, it's not exactly alike, mm-hmm. but it's, these are guys that people weren't raving about. Mm-hmm. Now, Bryce Young is the guy that people are raving about. Uh, But I find it interesting in college football, in this world full of five stars and big-time recruiting, in the last couple years, at least around here, we've had a guy like Kyle Trask and now a Stetson Bennett. And Alabama, of all places, even Alabama had a guy like Mac Jones who waited it out, waited out, got his chance, and then boom. And I, I just think those stories are cool that they still exist. In college football, where we think it's just you got to be a four-star, five-star, four-star, five-star. You better be as good as an eighth grader. And, and these guys can still grow and develop, be patient, wait in the program, get their chance, and boom, they're rewarded for it. You know? Yeah. Pretty neat. Uh, in the transfer portal world and everything else, uh, it's pretty neat. Stetson Bennett has bought his time, earned his spot, got his chance, and has held off JT Daniels to the point where he's the better player for them right now. They play better with him. So much so that he'll be played in the national title game. I mean, didn't Mac Jones do that two yeah. years ago? Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Like, I think it's I guess cool. last year would have been. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's pretty neat that yeah. you have that. And now you have the real dynamic of Bryce Young, five-star, ballyhooed guy against Stetson Bennett, mm-hmm. unassuming from small-town Georgia, you know, playing for his home state team. Um, I'm a sucker for those stories. I think it's kind of neat that we have that in this national championship game. Uh, once again, I do wonder this, play this scenario out few years back when Georgia lost in the title game, Tua comes off the bench to beat Georgia and rally when Jalen Hurts was struggling. They made the move at halftime. 
What if JT Daniels comes off the bench in the second half and they reverse it on Alabama? It'd be a great, great storyline. <laughs> that'd, yeah, that, that, right? that'd be a nice Disney moment for everybody. Well, but they have that. It is on ESPN. They have that element. There's an element of that yeah. where you can make the case like, okay, if Stetson Bennett's struggling, Kirby could go to that card to get a jump start. Sure. Because, I mean, Alabama's not going to do that. They're going to ride, ride or oh, die yeah. with, with Bryce yeah, Young, Bryce. of course. But they could actually do that. Mm-hmm. With with uh, JT Daniels and Stetson Bennett, interested to see how it plays out tonight. So, um, just to be clear, you're picking Georgia. No, no, I'm picking Alabama to win. Okay, and I'm you're picking, picking Alabama as right. well. Yeah, but I would. I mean, I'll be. I, I, this is not a, like this uh, super hatred against Alabama. I just would like to see Georgia win. But, yeah, I'd like to see Georgia win. I, they won since 1980. It's, I think it's a great story. I think they're a good program. I think Kirby Smart's a really good coach. And I think he's earned his way to, to win a national title. And I am a little tired of Alabama. I, I'd like to yeah. see Georgia win the national title. Yeah, if I'm being honest. It's just so weird because I, I might definitely changed my tune since the SEC championship game. Because I thought in that game, it was Georgia's game. Like, I, I thought Georgia finally had the, the team, they had the formula to beat Alabama. Because to me, this is the best Georgia team they've had in a long time. And to me, the Alabama team doesn't even maybe compare, like, draw a candle to the past three or four teams. But here we are, like, national championship game, and no one's picking Georgia. I think, are they the favorite too, Casey? They are the favorite. Which is wild. Georgia's a favorite? Yeah. Yes. Two and a half point favorite? Yes. You want to intellect- Why did they do that? Why did it's they do that to Alabama? It's hard to twice. But Alabama, why are you going to give them that? Like Alabama's, is Alabama going to give me the damn disrespect card again? Yeah, probably. Probably. So after you bet the plus two and a half for Alabama, because that's logical, and then after you bet the money line, because that's logical, Go find the alternate spread area and bet Alabama minus one if you think they're going to win the game. Because right now the odds of that are like plus 550. You're going to make a boatload of money. Plus 550 for Alabama minus one? Mm-hmm. Huh. Are you serious? Yeah. I mean, you got to find somewhere that offers alternate spread. What's but the, yeah. Like, if you, well, what would Alabama like minus 10 be? Oh, boy. A lot. I mean. Can you find that first? I mean, yeah. for real. Uh, the, Let me go and make some calls quick here. And <laughs> I, it's seriously, if you feel like you're gonna make uh, an investment, I mean, it feels like free money if Alabama's it getting does, points. But it's I'm telling you, man, it's hard to beat a team twice. Yeah, I, I that stuns me that Georgia is the favorite here. Everyone is picking Georgia too, like all the really. Pe- yeah, so let me. People pick Georgia because they are a little bit like me. I've done this before. I've been guilty of this. Yeah, I would like to see Georgia win. Yeah, and so people are picking Georgia because they want to see them win. Do you think Georgia surprised people though against Michigan? I mean, it was one game. I get it, but do you think Georgia surprised people against Michigan in terms of their offensive firepower? That they kind of showcased a little bit. Yeah, and they do have Pickens back now and all this stuff. So they're good. They're very good. I would say this. Here's the one caveat to the Georgia game and the SEC title game. They had a mulligan in their back pocket. Like, they kind of knew that even if they lost, they were getting in. True. You know what I mean? True. And so were they as focused? Did it matter so much? All that stuff. What I can't get over, see, this is where Alabama is like the Yankees for me. Mm-hmm. Yankee, the old Yankees, if you made an error they would and gave them a second chance, they would go score four runs and put you away. Yeah. Well, the Auburn kid doesn't go out of bounds. They win that game when they shouldn't have if the kid goes out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Georgia could have had Alabama eliminated from the playoffs, had played Cincinnati, and then played the winner of Michigan-Notre Dame for the national title and had a cake ride to get the crystal. Yeah. On paper, at least. And they gave Alabama another chance because they got thumped in the SEC title game. 
and now the betters in Vegas are giving Saban bulletin board material minus two and a half. Three or plus in, two and a half. Three in some places I just found. I'm going to have to make an account on this website. Free money. Is Imagine Dragons playing the halftime show again for like the 25th year in a row, it feels like? No, no. but... <laughs> that is a hell of a segue. Yeah. <laughs> you might as well. Yeah. Well, how about uh, if you want to win Imagine Dragons think tickets? Oh, you were ready for that. February 8th, coming to Jacksonville in the arena. 904-362-9901. Win a couple tickets to Imagine Dragons. We're giving them away here on a Monday. Uh, let's go caller number... Four. I was trying to think of somebody like maybe on Georgia or Alabama or whatever. I could go 80 for 1980. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, Caller number you four. Jordan Davis. Okay, I was going to say Jordan hey, Davis. Is a good I, mean, I, mean, hey, <laughs> I mean, I mean, hey, what mind seen him in a for Jordan Davis. 904 362 9901 for Imagine Dragon tickets. Imagine Dragon tickets coming on uh, February 8th. Give Casey a call right now. I don't know. I'd have to look back and really think about the biggest thing I've learned. I think just for me, learning how to really be resilient in tough times and to keep being the same person and to try to keep that confidence week in and week out. You know, it's a 17-game season, and just because you have a bad first game or a bad seventh game, you still have so many games left, and you gotta you got to come ready to play each week. And regardless of, you know, we obviously we didn't win a lot of games this year, but there's so many games we could have won, and we could have won, and we have enough talent, and every team has enough talent, and it's really about execution. It's about being ready. Everybody be on the same page. And I think that's the biggest thing I've learned. Well, there's some things I've learned, young Trevor, covering the league for a while and covering the Jaguars for a while. Players inside the locker room advocate for their coaches as they should. They grow fond, good relationships. They think they got them better, and they probably did. There's a lot of work that goes into it. I appreciate that. Um, and I know we on the outside don't probably lend enough to that, but you appreciate it. You, you should appreciate it. They're trying like hell, and, and there's a lot that goes into it, even when it all goes wrong. But everybody's going to advocate. So when, when they get asked the question, should Joe Cullen or should this guy, should that guy stay, a lot of people are going to say yes. And, and by the way, I think there's a, a case to be made for Joe Cullen to stay. Uh, but the reality is, most likely, there's going to be a lot of change with a new head coach. And I'd be surprised at this point, if I'm being honest, if Joe Cullen stays around. I wouldn't mind it because of continuity, but I, I doubt that's going to happen. The other part, Trevor just said, we got the talent. No, you don't. You don't have enough talent. That's the problem, young man. You deserve better talent than you had around you this year. You deserve better play than you had around you, but you definitely don't have enough talent. I watched the Chargers play on offense. I watched you play on offense. There's a huge difference, like a wide gap in talent. And so I appreciate what man, Trevor's saying. I like this, though. But, Breaking news, Brent questions Trevor Lawrence press conference. Yeah. I like this. Well, I've seen enough of these exit interviews. Like and, this. hey, we feel good about the win. And, hey, we like what we have in the locker room. And I think there's a lot to be said for this locker room. Mm -hmm. Like, there are, some there are some hidden things for the Jacksonville Jaguars that maybe Urban Meyer did better in hindsight than we will give him credit for. Yeah. And that is, one, Trevor was the obvious pick. I don't know how good ETN is. But Tyson Campbell looks pretty good. Walker Little's played excellent football the last two weeks. And Andre Sisco does look like the kind of player we thought he could be. I don't understand why he wasn't on the field. Sure. And he also, he put pretty good leadership in the locker room. Now, that leadership kind of was doing anything they could to hold it together because of Urban and everything he created, the mess. 
But you have to really take your hats off. Again, it's something you can't cling on to if you're a fan, right? But you've been in the game. And the locker room did a hell of a job keeping this thing together. No, absolutely. Um, it should definitely be commended because it could have fell apart real quick. You know, as far as retaining a couple of the coaches, I mean, it all depends who comes in. If there's a relationship already from the past with that coach, then that coach can possibly stay. True. But I also think they have to take a long, hard look of whoever's coming in here of retaining a couple people. Now that they did it, the offensive line coach they this did. year, um, one Secondary could argue coach. maybe Keenan, you know, McCardell should have maybe been one of yes. those guys that they, they retained. Would. Yes. Uh, so I get starting anew, but it's good to keep at least a little bridge somewhere on this team from the past to the new, just so you can kind of bounce ideas off them as well. By the way, I asked uh, how cold it was in Saskatchewan, and Kurt responded, warmed up today to 7 degrees Fahrenheit, but it's been around minus 36 the last week or so. You texted him? No, yeah, oh. on Twitter. I got you. His name's Kurt? It's Kurt. Yeah. Shout out to Kurt. Shout, hey, shout out to that young upstart from Saskatchewan. Shout out to the Rick from uh, rocking a Boston Bruins jersey. There we go. Me, 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 man, I get that one. That's a little old school ESPN reference for everybody out there. Ah, and uh, we also have Spokane on the roll call today, too. So, is it uh, Oklahoma? Uh, oh, Washington. Washington. Yeah. Yeah, very good. I'm, I'm an idiot. Geography Sorry. later. Uh, Sorry. By the way, I do want to let you know the national championship game can be heard right here on ESPN 690. Coming up between our show and that, 6 o'clock to 7, Action Sports Jacks Overtime, Casey Kurtz, Brian Middleton. And uh, don't forget tonight at 7 o'clock, Jags Report Live, Sneakers, one more show. Shaq Griffin scheduled to join us in person at Sneakers at 7 o'clock in Jack's Beach. We'll be right back. Football at 5 coming up on ESPN 690.